Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Nebraska podcast. My name is Zach Carpenter. I'm the publisher of Inside Nebraska. And on today's edition of the show, we have on a very, very special guest. He is Amon Green. And obviously, any of you guys listening know very well who Amon Green is and his credentials. He's one of the best Nebraska running backs in program history. Finished with over 3,800 rushing yards, 42 rushing touchdowns which are both number three on the all-time list. He's a two-time national champion with the Huskers and in the Nebraska Sports Hall of Fame. Went on to have an incredibly successful career as one of the best running backs of his generation with the Green Bay Packers. Um, He's a member. He was a two-time All-Pro honoree and is inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. He's actually the franchise's rushing leader still to this day. Uh, is Green Bay Packers all-time rushing leader. So we have him on. Um, he's going to talk about uh, his favorite Husk memories as a Husker, what the experience taught him, um, his thoughts on the program in the Nebraska running back room. and But also we're going to talk about his new role at the University of Nebraska as the director and head coach of Nebraska's eSports program that's launching in the fall. So we got into that uh, quite a bit. And uh, that before we dive into some of the other stuff about his time at Nebraska, and the future of Nebraska. Um, just as a, uh, um, a warning, I guess, uh, we did record this uh, a little earlier in March before spring ball started. Um, so that's uh, just the reasoning for maybe an answer or two um, from what Amon said. But for the most part, the podcast is uh, 98, 99% uh, still will be relevant and still will be up to date um, as you listen to it. So Appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, here's Amon. All right, Amon Green, wanted to welcome you in here to the Inside Nebraska podcast. Um, Amon, been a busy time for you, obviously, uh, answering emails and calls all day and uh, getting things rolling with uh, the Nebraska eSports program. Um, Amon, I just wanted to sort of offer a platform for you to, to Tell everybody what uh, what you're up to now, um, your role as uh, the head coach and director. I'm, I'm not sure of your official title, but head coach of the Nebraska esports um, program that's that's launching here um, very very soon and back in Lincoln now. Um, what uh, can you just kind of catch us up on what what you've been up to lately and and this new esports program and your role there? Yeah, so I'm officially right now a lecturer. And then come the fall, I'll be director esports, uh, director esports slash coach in the fall. Um, so right now, I'm doing all what you pretty much said. I'm in, I'm writing out emails and sending messages between myself and the club players now that are are in currently in their spring season. They're having good seasons. Call of Duty is having a good year, I believe. A good fall or a good spring. They're like, I think they're six and two right now. So they're like in the top five of their division. And most likely is going to go to the playoffs um, in Call of, in Call of Duty. Um, League of Legends is doing very, very well. Valorant is doing very well. I believe Rocket League is probably one of the better teams as well. They're all doing good. So I on Monday had a meeting with all the club president, treasurer, and some of the managers and game advisors of all the games, and just to you know get a a fill of you know pulse of what's how things are going on, how they run practices right now, because. Um, they've been doing really good. And what I've been seeing and researching over the years. And even when I was at Lakeland, we played against each other in call in call of duty and they, they smoke, they beat us up pretty bad. So I know they got a good, uh, whatever they're doing. I'm not trying to change that 
that's why I asked them, you know, what, you know, how I just wanted to be aware, like how you run practices, you know, how many days a week, um, what time of the day. So I can then mold that into when we start in the fall with the varsity program, because the varsity program is going to have to have a little bit more structure and it's going to be, you know, where the students, their class schedule is going to have to be molded to fit a student athlete schedule because you got practice in the afternoon and you want to have time for studying and, you know, let's say powering down for the day to get ready for your next day. And that's going to be five days a week. So I got to get the, I say rosters of players that are varsity players and make sure they're for their fall schedule. I know that's coming up. If not, if, if they're not done it already, but it's coming up soon where they got to pick their classes for um, fall 2023 and make sure those classes are fit where we can have practice starting, you know, anywhere from two o'clock to three 30. So they're in and out um, around six o'clock or six, I say six o'clock or six 30 to then have the rest of their evening to go study, you know, get homework done, power down, get rested up and rinse and repeat the next day, because uh, that's the only thing missing right now. You know, we they have practices, they have, you know, they work on everything they need to do to get ready for all their games. Now is just making sure that um, that we practice together. And that's what's been missing. They don't have a dedicated space on campus. So we're building one out. The space is right now is 2,800 square feet and we're you know looking for funding. And so we're, we're talking with um, our sponsor, um, I say departments, or I say not department, sponsor uh, places that want to help, you know, asking, you know, because they've done it before to help us in other avenues. So hopefully they can help us here. We're working with companies to find sponsors as well. And then also talking with companies to help build out the space. I mean, I know what needs to go in there. So I just, I just need a team, you know, obviously a company that has all the, the people and the equipment to help bring it in here. I mean, I don't I don't work at Dell or um, any of the construction companies or any of the gaming companies that can make computers. I wish I did, because then I'd be able to make a couple phone calls. And here, here you go. Um, but so we got to reach out to those uh, companies and make connections and make relation business relationships so we can all work together for the years to come to make sure the program continues to grow by building, you know, starting in this space, but then growing, building to another space and another, you know, zero to five years from now. And uh, could be and start recruiting, which I am doing right now, um, talking to kids, you know, setting up visits to go to local high schools between here and Omaha. Um, a few one actually one kid in Missouri reached out to me for, uh, you know, asking for scholarship. And uh, we do. We have 10 scholarships that will be, you know, twelve thousand dollars for four years. That's a uh, 15 as a three thousand for per year, 15 broken up and fifteen hundred dollars per semester um we have what else going on and we have summer camps already going this summer in june we're going to piggyback onto the big red camps in the digital media uh, area which we'll be able to you know discuss esports and talk about the coaching and player development and team development and player development where you making helping a player learn how to um, become a better player and communication in their game mechanics and in their strategy of playing a game yeah, I think esports is such a mystery to uh, to a lot of people, m myself included. I mean, I sort of know the basics uh, behind it, but what, why, why is this program important? Why did why did it become such a big draw to you? And why, what sort of benefits um, could the program bring? I know you talked about scholarships, um, so that's obviously, I'm sure, a, a big thing. What what benefits could this could this bring? 
A lot of benefits. Um, I say it's just bringing in the the learning, the knowledge of what other jobs are in the industry um, in esports, because a lot of players, a lot of parents, a lot of people that really don't understand it, they just see the competitive gaming side of it, the pro side of it, and then the, the popular content creator side of it. When actually you have coaching, you have player, to, you know, you have strength coaches now, you have nutritionists, you have video engineers, you got audio engineers, you got video graphic designers who build out video games along with coders who who do the, you know, to make the bloodline of the game, to create the game, um, marketing managers, uh, social media community coordinators, discord com coordinators, disco, you know, community outreach. So it's got, it's probably, I mentioned probably like 10 jobs right there on top of the two that, that is on, that are mainly known. So I say, giving people new information and so they can learn just like they learned about traditional sports when they were coming around a hundred years ago to know that this is an industry that is, is brand new. It's fun. Um, and it's, there's a places, there are places where you can earn a job and uh, you can earn a living um, from the pro level of it you know, to the college level, <clears throat> excuse me, to the high school level as a coach, as a player, as a content creator, as a shoutcaster, as anybody you decide you want to be within the industry, there is a there is a job for it. Yeah, there's so many opportunities that you're talking about for uh, for careers and scholarships. And um, obviously, it opened a lot of opportunities for you for life during football, but life, uh, life after football for the career that you embarked on after your time in the NFL was done. Um, what, what originally I saw some background. I know NFL Network did a piece on you, um, a little mini video documentary, um, sort of about your background in esports. Um, and I know it goes back to, to, I'm sure, I think when you were a kid uh, playing, playing video games. Yeah. And um, I don't know if uh, you give us some background about, like I said, just a, a little bit of your history. Why, uh, why this, um, why esports became such a big draw to you and just video games in general. I mean, I'm sure uh, being a football player, football star in the 90s and playing uh, college football, uh, the original Bill Walsh college football game that we were talking about, I'm sure mm -hmm. that, that was a big help. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it started because basically my dad was an IT guy. He fixed, he worked on computers, he fixed them and brought, you know, sometimes we'll bring them home and I would be his, you know, I'll be the guy who tests them out. And uh, and then let, let him know that it does work. So it, it was that's when it started. I was also playing. You know, he also brought home a ColecoVision, and that was my first console. And so then I just got into gaming Nintendo not too far after that, and playing Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, um, Gyro Might, Legend of Zelda. And so as my as I grew up, the tech side of Part of my life has always been there um along with uh playing sports i was playing those video games and i was you know playing football baseball and basketball uh, for fun playing the games on the weekend and my mom and dad set up a regiment basically where the plan was you know on the weekend i couldn't just sit in the house all day and play video games i could sit for a couple hours i say three hours at the max then i had to go outside and play with my friends or We'll go ride my bike, figure out something outside. And then you can play outside all day. And then you come back in, you can then play more video games if you want. But now you 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 kind of 
you know, wore yourself out, done something constructive, you know, being outside playing as a kid growing up that way, but then also, you know, kind of be able to come back inside and play video games, which became just as a passion as football and baseball. And so with that mindset, you know, I was ready to be a, you know, a transitional athlete, you know, student athlete. And, and it just continued to follow me on up. I played it more casually as I got older, but it was always something that when I had time, I was going to play something. And as the systems got more, you know, beefed up with the graphics and all that from Nintendos to Xboxes. Now you got Series X and PlayStation 5s. I've had all, I got all of them. I had all of them and still, a few of them still work. So it's just now just me. Um, It was just me then just finding my the next path after football was done. And then I did, I got into casting, uh, shout casting first and streaming. And I'm still doing that now. Uh, every now and then, I haven't done a, a cast sitting in a while. Honestly, you know, I just did finished up one back a month ago during the NFL playoffs. It was a show called Let's Go Football, so I was a co-host on there with a few other guys, uh, Grant Poober and Eric Problem Wright, who was a three-time Madden champion. So myself included in there because I, I broadcasted Madden. I shoutcasted for that, and uh, you know, just getting you know in the industry where I'm getting known by more than just being a former football player. I'm known now as an esports coach and a, uh, I say a consultant or an influencer of the industry of certain games. And it's just, that's how it, it, I say it was just my, my goal at one point in time, once I knew and figured out, like, I want to coach, I want to help, you know, young kids, not just in esports, but in other, in anything I can coach. So I coach football and baseball and track for, around 10 years in Wisconsin and, you know, coaching those sports is no different than coaching a team of players of Valorant or League of Legends or Madden players or 2K players. It's no different because there's a, there's a strategy to the games, the way to win. Um, and then some of them athletes, some of them kids don't know how to, you know, keep their focus or keep concentration or keep their, you know, mental from getting tilted, being upset or angry. So then they're not balanced to focus and win the game. So they had, to, you know, some kids uh, I coach learn that stuff. So that's just right up my alley of stuff I've been through as an athlete. You know, coaches taught me things. Teachers taught me things about myself, about the game, where I got good at it. And so just passing on what I was able to be taught by friends, family, my parents, and then coaches and teachers along the way as well. Yeah. And speaking of some of those lessons, obviously, uh, you talk about being a former athlete. You were obviously star running back in Nebraska, one of the one of the all time greats at, at this program, and uh, went on to have a, a successful NFL career with the Packers. Um, and now you're back in Lincoln, um, making the transition back uh, to sort of your roots here. What's it What's it like being back in Lincoln? And uh, I mean, I'm sure it floods back some memories uh, from from those days. Um, so just being back here is it. Uh, to feel like home again? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, it feels, I mean, everybody very welcoming, everybody very supportive, just like it was at Lakeland. I mean, the whole esports program got off the ground because all the faculty and the administrators gave myself and the program a ton of a ton of support. And I'm feeling the same here. Um, it's gonna take, you know, some some things, you know, take time. And I know we like first introduced me and now it's just, we're just waiting around for those companies, like I mentioned, to help us out with sponsoring um, and finding funding. And so that's the next big right thing thing that we're working on right now. 
Um, it's going to take time. Just got to be patient. And you know, that's why I've told Sherry and everybody that's the faculty here, um, because regardless of when it gets here, it's going to be here and it's going to be here for a long time. When when I say when it gets here, I mean the esports facility. When we build that place out, it's going to get utilized and we're going to need another one very soon after that, because everybody on campus is going to be in the union on the bottom floor. And so every kid, every faculty member, every person coming in on campus for visits or for other games, they will see it and be able to go um, play games. And so that right there will bring the attention to a whole nother level, just like me being here on campus right now. Yeah. I mean, um, with, with the new facility, I'm sorry, you said it was going to be where, where are the plans for, to put the new esports facility? In the student union. It's going to be in the student union on the bottom floor, right next to the Nebraska books bookstore. And it's going to, it's about 2,800, a little bit over 2,800 square feet. Um, we're going to update it. And the biggest thing right now, we just got to make sure we have a little bit more space for fire access. So because we, we're looking to have the space that usually could hold 40, 49 people we want you know double that we want 100 people in there so we got to add um an exit to the facility and so that would be the dedicated space for the varsity team to practice competitive play and uh, gaming and then there'll be gaming pcs and console play areas we'll also support more casual gaming at nebraska because then that's when um we have students that could come in and also be a part um and pay the pay a fee and come in we could use it as that for birthday parties things of that nature and so construction for that um for that area it's going to start right here i say in a few weeks after spring break here from now and hopefully be done by august of this year if not september so you know right now we're just you know trying to reach out to talent and talent is reaching out to us like i mentioned and then also we'll be establishing an undergraduate certificate um in esports uh, that will be open to all students across campus and We'll provide comprehensive education for uh, in keys in key areas for esports. So I'm excited about all that right now. It's going on. Yeah, the Nebraska athletics program, especially football, there uh, they're undergoing a 150 million dollar renovation for a new uh, new training facility, and you guys are putting together a facility of your own. So kind of a couple of different projects going. You guys got uh, something similar going on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. We have a lot of areas already on campus that's like dedicated to uh, basically production. And that's what esports is, is a production. You look at the tournaments on Twitch, on YouTube, on other websites out there, you know, they are all production settings. And so to be here at the journalism college, to working with kids that understand how to work the camera, know how to work the microphones and the media arts building that actually knows the detailed information of working with certain cameras and certain microphones that have the best quality of picture, best quality of audio. Um, and just, they have a motion caption area on there. Where, and that's something, I don't know how we're gonna work it in, but we definitely will um, have a motion capture on campus. We have a whole lot of fun with that. We're planning out TV shows for the esports team. So it's uh, right now, like I said, just it's a, it was a hurry, hurry up and wait would get me here, but now still waiting again. And you just got to be patient. I mean, like I said, once the, you know, we sign the contract with the companies to make sure we get the funding we need, I think everything will start falling into place. And so far, things have fallen into place with me being on campus and things working out in that aspect. And then sort of wanted to transition here. Um, again, thank you, Amon, for taking the time to, to talk with us during such a loaded schedule, loaded time as you've hit the ground running. 
in Lincoln, but you're in your office at, uh, at the university right now and um, wanted to transition to sort of look at, take a look back at uh, your playing days. Um, obviously, like I said, everyone knows, uh, every Husker fan knows one of the best running backs in program history um, is, is now back in Lincoln. Um, and I don't know if it brings back memories uh, from, from your playing days. Uh, obviously, I mean, you were a member of the three national championship teams in the 90s and then star and major contributor for the 97 team. So I don't know if you had a, a memory or two that sticks out from, uh, from your time um, at Memorial Stadium and the program, uh, anything that's uh, kind of come back now that you're back in town? Um, so actually, I was a member of two of the national title teams, so 95 and 97. Um, but the memories, all of it, man. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm passionate about comp competition. I'm passionate about the sports I played growing up. Um, all of it, it was great because – I I reveled in it because it was just the ultimate team games, the, the sports I played from football to baseball to basketball, running track. Um, you know, my, my coaches that were influence, influential in my life, especially here at Nebraska, Coach Tom Osborne, Frank Solich, um, Charlie McBride, even though he wasn't my direct coach, but he was a coach. You know, he coached, he was our defensive coordinator. Having those guys, and Milt Tenniper, you know, Craig Ball, uh, on our staff, they were all very, um, you know, good, good, solid leaders. And having coach, coach Tom Osborne being the lead leader there, he he been doing it for years, so he knew how to you know get us ready to play physically, emotionally, and mentally. And in that, and learning how to play under him, and learning how to just play football in a, in a way that you were completely prepared physically and mentally you know, from practicing and working out um, in the weight room, nutrition wise, um, having Jack, Dr. Jack Stark also as a sports psychologist, somebody we could talk to, to, to deal with nervousness and anxiety before games or after games or whenever, and, you know, or anything going on in life. He was headed ahead of the game and knew what a young adult college athlete would need for support to be the best, um, athlete the best football player we can be and he and we had that experience here at Nebraska I mean most players when I came in I took full advantage of every uh resource that we had on campus from the coaches to my teammates to the weight room to the training table and to the teachers and faculty that taught me in my classrooms it was a grade a product and that's what I plan to bring here for the esports program for the college uh, for the esports students that will be already on campus now and will be coming here in the fall um, with the scholarships that we have, the 10 scholarships that we can offer out for now. It, because, you know, to create a, a program from scratch is awesome. I did it once. I'm I'm happy and I'm and I'm in this loving it to be able to do it again at my at the college I play football at and I could create a program and we could be successful. I mean, they're already pretty good at winning games. And now it's just just me trying to come come in and give them a a, a little boost. Looking back at your time in Nebraska is just um, taking advantage of the weight room facilities and uh, just all the resources oh. here. And that's one thing I wanted to ask was um, um, I'm not sure if you have too much familiarity with uh, any of the current Nebraska running backs, AJ Allen, Anthony Grant, Gabe Irvin, or any of those guys. Um, and not sure if you, you're familiar with their, with their games. Um, but even if you're not, what uh, just after hearing your response there about looking back at your career, um, what would be like the biggest piece of advice you would give them as 
uh, Nebraska running back and just college athlete in general? Um, take advantage, like I said, take advantage of the resources here in college at the college level. Um, the only sucky part, you know, they've they've been through a lot of changes. Um, these I said the seniors have been through now. Well, I'll say two coaches. Um, in the past uh, couple of years or past five years, and also um, COVID, you know, for all the college athletes. Um, so that's put a different you know, mindset on a lot of them because some of them obviously have an extra year, some, you know, lost a year or what have you. And so, you know, with the thing, like I mentioned with Scott and his staff coming in and now leaving, you know, being here for five years, but then left, they, um, you know, that, that I, know, I know of them. I've seen games. Um, so stuff I would tell them is to continue to perfect what they already know and continue to grow, um, learn how to catch. I mean, they already do it and not nothing that they don't know how to do, um, you know, continue to, Master catching the ball out the backfield, you know, in terms of how they run their routes, uh, reading zone covers to man, knowing, understanding how to pick that off before they break the line of scrimmage of where that defensive, that linebackers, how, they, how they're how they covering them, if it's man, if it's zone, see if they can read that quicker, a lot quicker, because that will make them well, just a more important asset to the quarterback, to Casey Thompson back there, because um, I know – I think what's his name graduate the one leading receiver I believe he graduated right yeah uh, Trey Palmer is off to the NFL yeah. now yep yeah he's okay he's gone so you know having Trey Palmer from last year but whatever whoever the next wide receiver is going to step up having the running game just as important is just as important as the pass game and and if they could be a part of the pass game by picking up the blitzes um, knowing when that's coming and where it's coming from. And then catching the ball out of the backfield because then that gives that gives Casey more plenty of um, options where they just he, when they pass the ball he don't he's not just looking at the wide receivers downfield because as we know um, it's a passing game just at you know for sure at the pro level and when you can't find an open wide receiver it's always good to check down the running back and that was something um, I got to learn very much very well at the NFL level is getting getting open for my quarterback. Um, catching the ball and getting the ball upfield because once we catch the ball, we 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 know we that's our home. We could we're running back, so we get the ball in our hand and we just convert back to like it was just a handoff, just a long handoff, and now we could do what we do with the ball. So I would push them in that and continue how to get better. You know that was something I always I, I ask myself: How can I get better today? If it's anything minute to huge, let's see what I could do on the practice field better. Listen better in the in the meeting room, take notes, you know, take something, maybe something I didn't learn. I didn't know yesterday. I learned today. So always try to do that for yourself. Keep pushing to get better, stronger, faster, mentally faster. And, uh, and just know how that, you know, you're going to have mistakes. You're not going to be perfect, but just always strive for that and don't beat yourself up about it. You know, you're going to, you know, we're human. We're not perfect. We're not machines that are programmed to do a program perfectly or do anything perfectly. But if you strive for that, the the effort and the willingness to to listen and be coachable, then you'll have a pretty successful career. Yeah, and just a, a couple more here for you uh, before wrapping up um, and mentioning uh, being a being a passing game in college football, but uh, the run game helping uh, establish that being such a big part of the offense. I think Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield have made it clear that the run game is going to be a huge part of their offense. I, I, I'm getting the sense that 
their their offense is going to be more predicated and built around a stronger running game in the Big Ten. And as a as an old school running back, you ran for almost four thousand yards and almost six hundred carries. That's got to make uh, make you happy to hear uh, about a strong running game being such a big part of the offense, especially in today's era of college football. Yeah, it does. I mean, I already knew. I seen his run game um coordination at Baylor and what they did and running the ball. And so now I just got to see, you know, what the how the coaching takes, how the players buy in and you know, from doing, you know, doing part to injury, what happened, who gets hurt, who doesn't get hurt for um for the regular season. We got spring ball that's just about to start up or it already started up. I I, I can't tell right now. I've been busy in my world right now. Um but it I starts spring- up March twentieth. Okay. And I was like, I know it's right around the corner. So right after spring break, football, mm-hmm. spring ball started. And that's great because I'm probably creep over there to watch the practice every now and then and talk to Matt, talk to Mike, just to let them know that I'm around watching. Um, you know, so for for those for that standpoint, is you know, it's something that you just gotta I say as players, just make sure you're ready to go. Yeah, and Matt Rule, he's I think he's done a good job of embracing former players and welcoming welcoming them back uh to Lincoln to the program and being involved. And I know uh I that you haven't had a chance to meet with uh with Coach Rule yet, but I believe that time will be coming down the road mm-hmm. um potentially. So just but from sort of the outside perspective looking in, just whatever you've noticed, uh whatever you've seen since uh Rule took over, it, it feels like the optimism around here, excitement is is higher than it's been in quite some time, but what are, what are your, I guess, overarching thoughts about what you've seen and the direction of this program? Well, it hasn't been, I mean, say for, for Matt Rule's campaign has just started. Um, and I say, I'm, I, I am, I say I'm happy that he's here, but I'm not excited yet because nothing's really going on other than recruiting. Um, I, I get excited when they win the big 10. I get excited when they win a national title because that is, um, that's our standard as former players. We did the last class of Tom Osborne was the last class that won a championship. But I also know that it's a process. So I don't expect it to happen year one. I don't expect it to happen year two. But do I, do I expect it to happen within his contract years that he's here? If that's his goal, yeah, that's what I expect. So if it's a five-year contract, I can't remember what his contract is, four or five years, I would expect at least – a run close to winning the big big 10 championship and then that's how you continue to stack and then recruiting starts to kick up because right now the consensus of nebraska player high school nebraska athletes their their mind is other schools not nebraska you know in that department unless they are somebody that is um a legacy like myself you know my uncle my uh cousin and then me and then not and Tier and then Niall. So I was a legacy. So it was kind of, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was a decision eventually that boiled down to me coming to Nebraska, being close to family. And so I said, my assignment will happen when we start winning big tens and start beating the bigger tens, the bigger teams in the big 10, Ohio States, the Penn States, the Michigans, perennially. That means we're dominating them. They're not getting the ball in the end zone. They're not stopping our offenses. And when we go to their home stadiums, that we shut it down. And that's what, because that's what we did in the Big Eight. That's what we did in the Big 12. And so that's, that's when I'll get excited. But I'll be happy and I'll be 
um, patient because I know it's all a process, but happy to when I start seeing consistent winning among among, among the Cornhusker football. Yeah, just last thing here to wrap up is something I uh, meant to ask earlier when talking about you coming back to town. I mean, just and something that you kind of hit on um, your former uh, former running back part of the program, such a big part of the program, and now you're leading the launch of the new esports program that has a chance to be really special for this university. How special is it to be back in Lincoln, to be back um, running the show and um, getting that off the ground for the school that for a university and um, for some of the people in the same city that you uh, spent so much time here. Um, it's great. You know, a lot of, it's, there's some familiar faces. There's some familiar names that I've already run across in the last almost two months since I've been back on campus. It's been, and it just, and seeing some of the, you know, building some of the streets and, going places where I used to hang out when I was here on campus. I'm like, Oh, okay. I said, that's still there. or got to upgrade or, you know, just seeing that it is, uh, it's, it feels good. And it just feels like I'm in the right place right now. And I'm excited about everything and um, just ready to get this thing going. I mean, it's already started now. It's just, now just, like I said, just be patiently waiting and make sure when my, I said, when I'm up for doing something, talking to a group, recruiting kids, that, which I know I will. I will show up and do do my job pretty much. Nothing. It ain't spectacular. It's just coaching and uh, recruiting. But I do my job there to make sure I get the best uh, esports players in Nebraska and around Nebraska. So real sweet, short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, Amon, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us uh, extensively here. I know you have a, a loaded schedule, um, so we appreciate it as it's good to meet you and sort of talk about the uh, past and the and the present and the future for where things are going with the esports program and the Nebraska football program. So thank you again. Hey, you're welcome. No problem. Thanks for having me on. One to talk.